Welcome to another episode with The Daily Gloss. This is Lynn. And this is Steph. And we are so excited for this episode today. Um, before we jump in, though, um, we're just, we're just going to transition into our baby bump date, give you guys some updates, because I know some of you guys are following along. Um, Stephanie, you want to start with Miles? Yeah, so we gave Miles a hair trim. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. It's saw so sad. <laughs> I, I told Andrew, I was like, it looks, okay, he looks like a boy now, mm-hmm. but he looks like a pretty boy. <laughs> yeah, because his face is like, you know, his eyes and his yes. lashes, and I'm like, okay, I don't know if this made it better or worse, mm-hmm. but obviously it's better because he kind of stopped tugging at mm-hmm. his hair because mm-hmm. his long hair irritates him. Mm-hmm. Um, Who cut his hair? Uh, Andrew's sister-in-law, Ashley, because oh, okay. she does hair. Okay. Yeah. She did it like... When I was watching the video, I'm like, yeah, I couldn't have done that because mm-hmm. she did it so like easy and smooth. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, talent, not me. <laughs> <laughs> we all have our giftings. Yeah. It's for me, I would have been so nervous. Yeah. 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 Rose posted a picture of him yesterday and I said, why does he look like Levi? <laughs> did she tell you that? Yeah. She yeah. was like, Lynn said he looked like Levi. I'm like, wait, how does that guy look? <laughs> and Rose like. All my figurines right here. <laughs> yes. I was like, oops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's funny. I have not watched Attack mm-hmm. on Titans. It's okay. I still feel scared. It's okay. It is a little bit dark. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next update with Miles is that he has thrush, which is oh, no. when you mm-hmm. don't sterilize or um, clean the bottle nipple really, really mm-hmm. well. And kind of sucks because... He, we didn't know he had it mm. um, because How did I did. There was like well, Andrew's mother. Um, she kind of like said, "Hey, I think he has thrush." This past week, I saw like these white patches on his tongue, and I was like, "Oh, this just look like okay." You know how like milk is rotten? Mm-hmm. It looks like that clump oh. in his mouth. But I was like, "Oh, maybe I just need like brush his teeth and clean mm-hmm. his tongue." And I was doing that. And then Andrew's mom was like, no, I think it's fungus. So that's mm-hmm. what it is. It's like mm-hmm. fungus in your mouth and then it causes like canker sores. Oh, um, so that's that why he hasn't, sense. I know he did mm-hmm. not sleep well. And mm-hmm. then he also like wouldn't eat his bottle. He wouldn't eat food because I think it hurt a lot. And then now he kind of have like an oral yeast infection in his mouth because mm-hmm. he's been coughing. But we went to see his pedi- like a pediatrician, mm-hmm. which in his clinic and they prescribe him medication and he slept throughout the whole night oh, really? and That's i was like good. thank god because mm-hmm. i think the medication worked i'm just scared that he's gonna get used to it and mm-hmm. it's not gonna like yeah. it's not gonna work anymore mm-hmm. but so far it's going it's working well but i told andrew it's not bad that he had thrush because he didn't want his bottle anymore oh. like when he goes to bed mm-hmm. now he like wants the nipple in his mouth but he doesn't actually eat it and he'll just fall asleep within mm-hmm. minutes or he wants to lay in his crib and put himself to sleep mm-hmm. so i told andrew I think that was a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I was yes. like, I think this might have been a good thing. Mm-hmm. But overall, um, he, he's been sleeping through the night. Like yesterday, he slept from 7 p.m. to 7.30 a.m. this morning. Oh, and wow. he only woke up once because he started having that kind of cough mm-hmm. that um, came with the 
infection mm. and he couldn't sleep because he was coughing so bad. Yeah. Yeah. So we put sad. the medication back in his mouth mm-hmm. and then he knocked out. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, is this like, I don't know if it, the medication like makes him tired mm-hmm. or he's just so tired mm-hmm. from having to take the medication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you swab it in his mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm like, hmm, this medication might be making him sleepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that is my update. How are you and baby Gemma? Yeah, we're good. We're good. Um, so last week we had our birthing class. It went well, but it was five hours long. <laughs> um, and um, Joe felt like it could have been done differently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but well, it was you just go through like your own provider. Our, yeah, okay. our clinic. So it was our provider was um, they were facilitating this oh, okay. class. And one of the midwives was actually, like, teaching the class. Okay. And so it was cool to, like, be like, oh, like, you're someone who might um, deliver my baby. Oh, you know. Nice. So, yeah. And the way my clinic works is, like, you don't have one midwife. You, like, whoever's on call will deliver your baby. Mm-hmm. So what I've been doing is I've just been seeing every midwife there mm-hmm. so that I at least know what they look like. Yeah. And you feel comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And they've all been great. Um, I think the only thing is... They all have like little different personalities. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. I mean, but I don't really care. It's not like they have mean personalities. Mm-hmm. They're just a little bit different. Like, oh, yeah. Some are more quirky and then some are more like not business, but like, oh, you know. Right. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. this is my job kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But they're all like really nice and excited for us. And I think that's like the thing that matters the most for me, mm-hmm. you know, is when they're the, excited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Positive. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. So birthing class went well. I feel more assured because I kind of like know what l- date labor and delivery, oh, yeah. what it looks like or, you know, all the options. And so that was really helpful. I think for me, um, I don't really have questions because I feel like you don't, you like, you don't know no, until yeah. it's there, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but actually, uh, it did confirmed that I want a doula so I've reached out to a friend who's actually a doula to kind of see like what next steps are and if we can um get her to be my doula and so we're working towards that um which I'm excited about um yeah um and then next weekend actually is um our breastfeeding class oh so I'm going to that or Joe's going with me too so that he just knows like what is what breast to expect yeah. yeah yeah um and the funny thing is at first I wasn't gonna have him go and then um the care coordinator at my clinic she was like oh you know your husband can come and I was like really guys go to this yeah. I don't know I just like it just didn't cross my mind that like men would go to like a breastfeeding Birthing. yeah yeah mm-hmm. because they they're not doing mm-hmm. breastfeeding yeah. yeah and then she was like no they go all the time because then they kind of get to know like what is breastfeeding? How does it work? How can you partner with your partner yeah. when she's breastfeeding? You know, and right. I was like, that's so cool. Like, I'm glad that she brought it up. Like, hey, your husband come. So I'm sick, excited for that. Um, I had my glucose test yesterday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which went not that bad. Mm-hmm. But like, I felt so dumb because like, I think typically, typically you fast for this ta- test mm-hmm. and like people schedule it early morning Um so that they don't, like, have to fast super long. You know, mm-hmm. they just fast before they go to bed. Yeah. And then, like, you know. 
um but then my clinic was like hey you don't need to fast so i was like okay cool yeah. then i'll go when it's convenient which mm-hmm. happened to be like three o'clock yesterday um and then everyone was like telling me oh like i fasted you should fast and i'm like what <laughs> yeah i feel like fasting i mean i think i did mine at 9 a.m because mm-hmm. um my sister told me like just don't eat anything sugary and if you mm-hmm. wake up in the morning like just drink water and like eat something light mm-hmm. so yeah i think you did that well because you say you I ate tried. clean yeah yeah I tried. We went to Cup Foods the night before, and I was like, I need to get clean food <laughs> because because I I work, so mm-hmm. it's like I can't just starve myself. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I need to eat to be efficient. Yeah. So I ate. So hopefully my test came back good. Right. I won't know until maybe the next episode. Um, yeah. But did you think the drink was bad or okay? Oh, I thought it was fine. Yeah. So mine tastes like Sprite. Mine too. Okay. <laughs> And everybody was saying, like, it tastes nasty, mm-hmm. like it's thick and sugary. But I think they changed mm-hmm. it. They might have changed I think so the too. product. Yeah. Yeah, because I told Christy, I was like, what? Mine tastes like Sprite. Mm-hmm. And then, because um, I did, like, the lime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me too. Mm-hmm. And Christy's like, what the heck? I didn't get that. Yeah. And I was like, maybe they changed it. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe the new mm-hmm. or, like, modern-day clinics are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know Christy went to one like i think she went to children's mm-hmm. and christy's your sister yeah yeah mm-hmm. sorry christy's yeah. my sister <laughs> uh, i think she went to like children's hospital or something and you oh. know they're a lot yeah they've been here for a long yeah. time so mm-hmm. they ke- probably kept the same tradition yeah, yeah for sure yeah mine just tastes like sprite it had like a a spicy aftertaste though mm-hmm. so like my throat felt kind of spicy but that yeah. was it it wasn't like right it wasn't bad mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so i was expecting to be drinking a packet of sugar so i drink it really fast really? and i was like what that's it uh-huh. yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah um the lab person i was like oh do i chug this and she's like you just need to drink it within five minutes so whatever mm-hmm. that looks like and i was like okay yeah. i'm just gonna drink it casually yeah um yeah so it went well um my favorite thing Right now is that my bump is growing, yeah. and it's just really cute. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's really my bump date. Yeah. Um, it's been a lot of fun. I can't believe I'm 28 weeks. I yeah. know. <laughs> I feel like that went by really fast. Also, mm-hmm. I feel like when your bump is so grown in your third trimester, you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm really pregnant. Because when you're mm-hmm. in your second trimester, you can have a bump, but mm-hmm. it's not. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until your third trimester. And then you're yeah. like... I woke up and somehow, like, here I'm, it is. Yeah, it's hair. It's it's big. Mm-hmm. Baby's growing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So that's our baby bump date for you guys. We'll transition into um, today's episode, which is um, all about weddings. So you guys had tons of questions, mm-hmm. and now we're gonna answer, answer them. them. <laughs> and we just want to also say that we're not professional. These are our mm-hmm. opinions. You do not have to mm-hmm. agree with us, mm-hmm. and you can definitely disagree with us, or you know. Send in your own opinions about this episode and mm-hmm. what you would respond and yeah. give us a different perspective. We want to know what you think. Yeah. We hope you guys enjoy this topic. We have a lot mm-hmm. to cover. So yes. we're just going to dive right in. Yes. Yes. Um, the first question was, were we bridezillas at times? Did you ever have a bridezilla moment? Uh, honestly, I don't. 
Okay, I really do not remember mm-hmm. having a Bridezilla moment or mm-hmm. if I was Bridezilla at all. I don't think I was a Bridezilla because I was so young mm-hmm. and I didn't know how to plan anything. If anything, I was more worried about my parents being mad that Andrew mm-hmm. and I were getting married. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about yeah. it. That's all I can remember. Yeah, yeah. And just so everyone knows, Stephanie got married in 2015. 2015 mm-hmm. i got married in 2017 so it's been a you know a good few years mm-hmm. as we are talking about our weddings yeah. so there might be things where we don't remember just yeah. so just keep that in mind right i've been married for going to be eight years wow. and then lynn you've been married for five, five. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so, so. yeah that's how long yeah. we've been married. So we don't remember remember stuff like Lynn yeah. said. And when people say like your wedding day is so fast, it really it is. is. <laughs> so, <laughs> so literally, if we don't remember, it's because it went by mm-hmm. so fast. So fast. <laughs> um, but um, I would say n- no, not during the wedding mm-hmm. did I have a bridezilla moment. Um, but I think prior to, so planning. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, this happened during... Um, when we were like deciding bridesmaid dresses, um, and I'm not gonna name names or anything, but it's just um, um, there was like a dress situation where like people weren't happy with the dresses that I chose or the cost of them, mm-hmm. and so um, they like shared that with me, and I had a bridezilla moment where it was like, well, you're a part of my wedding, <laughs> like yeah. you signed up for this. It's kind of like, hey, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. You should do it. Um, and that was a moment where it was like a hard moment in our planning mm-hmm. because it's like the people in my party are people I love, you know, yeah. and people are who I'm close to, who I have really good relationships with. So it's hard when you have that tension of like, hey, this is my wedding yeah. and this is what I envisioned it to look like. Mm-hmm. And this is what I want the dresses to look like, you know. So it was like it was kind of like. I was hurting in the sense that, hey, they didn't want to partake in my vision. Yeah. But I was also selfish in the way that, hey, they might not be financially mm-hmm. stable or able to make the decision that I wanted them to make, you know? Right. So I would say that that was a bridezilla moment in my journey um, when making, when planning our wedding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Because I feel like I do not remember you being a bridezilla. <laughs> either it's yeah. been so long yeah the next question you guys ask is how do you deal with people who are too pushy on decision making mm. i think this question um can be well i feel like this question is general so it depends on like what you're who you're talking about but i would just say that if you're planning your wedding like advocate for yourself yeah you know like i said it really is your wedding, mm-hmm. and so you should be the one making the the decisions. You should be the one, like, kind of living out the vision that you have for your wedding because you're the one spending all that money, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so that's, that's what I would say. Yeah. And for me, I want to just kind of ask, like, are you an indecisive person? Like, whoever asked this question, like, if you're an indecisive person, I could see why someone's kind of like giving you a good push, like, mm-hmm. hey, make a decision on this, decide mm-hmm. on that. But if you're not, kind of reevaluate how important is this pushy person in your mm-hmm. life. 
based on the scale of importance, you can let them know that, you know, my planning is overwhelming or mm -hmm. right now I don't have the capacity to make these decisions mm -hmm. and let them know that you're, wherever you're at, you're just currently overwhelmed and leave mm -hmm. it at that. So mm -hmm. you're not having to keep continue, continually talking about this decision that they're mm -hmm. asking you to make. Um, I don't know. It's really hard mm -hmm. to kind of have that confrontation and conversation Yeah. But like Lynn said, it's your wedding. Mm -hmm. So advocate for yourself mm -hmm. and just take it slow. Um, kind of understand where people are coming from too. Yeah. 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 And I think too, like, is this your partner who's being yeah. pushy? Mm -hmm. Or is this a family member? Mm -hmm. Or is this a friend? Like it depends who it is. Right. Because whoever it is, they have a different level of authority mm -hmm. in the planning process. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, if it's your partner who's pushy, then you guys need to communicate. You guys mm -hmm. need to figure out what that looks like. But if it's, like, a family member, who are you? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right, um, yeah. But, like, again, like, not, not trying to be rude, but it's just, like, hey, like, mm -hmm. okay, cool. I love your feedback. I love that you think I should do mm -hmm. X, Y, and Z. But, again, it's not your wedding. Yeah. Um, but also just being, like, a adult and saying like stephanie said hey i don't have the capacity to make this de the decision you're talking mm -hmm. about right now like we can talk about it later yeah you know just like let it, letting them know like hey cool i hear you but i'm not ready for this mm -hmm. you know yeah so. for sure mm -hmm. that is um our response hopefully that was helpful yeah <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. um and then you guys asked what should the groom do to prepare um what would you have made Uh, your hubbies do instead uh, now that we know or you know. Um, I just said, <laughs> maybe this is a troll answer. So. <laughs> But I said, just tell them make the money. <laughs> yep, make the money, cover everything. That's what I need you to do. <laughs> But okay, all jokes aside, um, I think money is a huge, huge. part yeah. of planning. Um, and well, we, we kind of talk about this, um, later because you guys will have questions about financial. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think like understanding that like he has a financial role to play mm -hmm. in your wedding planning. I mean, you do too. I don't want you as the bride to think that you don't either. Mm -hmm. Um, sorry, not, not assuming that all of our listeners are women. Yeah. Uh, so As a partner, you have financial yes. responsibility for mm -hmm. your wedding planning, is what I'm trying to say, um, both both ways. Um, so I would start with that. Um, and I think just like, I don't know, like as um, a groom or a partner, just communicate. Mm -hmm. Communicate well, because honestly, wedding planning is stressful. Yes. It costs a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And like Stephanie and I got married years <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah we got married years ago <laughs> oh my gosh you gotta be careful with the grammar i know right <laughs> um our weddings whatever it was years ago so the cost of our weddings were less than what mm -hmm. you guys are experiencing oh, now yeah. so don't let it shock you <laughs> yes <laughs> With inflation, <laughs> with the pandemic, mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm. it's so, gone way up. Yeah, and that's so stressful, you know, um, like just to be completely transparent, Joe and I spent $20,000 on our wedding mm -hmm. in 2017. Yeah. That's a lot of money. That's a lot like, of money. That's a lot of money. How do we do it? We'll talk about it later. But mm -hmm. 
<laughs> but what I'm trying to say is when you think about that as a person getting married, that's a lot of money that you have to account for, yeah. that you have to figure out like, how are we going to do this? You know, and it gets very stressful. So my advice as partners is to communicate, yeah, to like share what you're feeling, because honestly, like as stressful as wedding planning is, it's also um, deepening your relationship yeah. and making you guys stronger because mm-hmm. you guys are going through this planning together. It's stressful and you're learning each other's cues. You're learning mm-hmm. how to communicate better. And it's really developing a better you guys, you know, right. It can either reveal you or break you. Or break you. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't want it to break you. Yeah, we don't want it to break you. But it's very important because, like Lynn said, that communication is going to be for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And if you can't do it during engagement, during dating, how are you going to do it during marriage? Yeah, for sure. Um, and I would also say something that I wish I would have done to make Andrew then prepare is communicate the schedule to the groom and the groomsmen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I feel like grooms, they're always like, huh? What's next? Mm-hmm. Wait, what are we doing? And it's mm-hmm. like, it's your wedding. How do you not know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And obviously, you, your bridal party should advocate for your wedding plans. Obviously, if it's reasonable. There's going to be some that are not reasonable. But overall, your bridal party should really respect your decisions on like where you want the venue, what your schedule mm-hmm. looks like. Um, mm-hmm. what your expectations of them are, but if they don't, and it's okay for them to not be out of, to not be in your party at all. And it's important just to have a better party that supports your decisions. Mm-hmm. And like Lynn said, you know, be financially prepared. Again, these decisions has to be reasonable. Yeah, They can't be like, oh, I want you guys all to give us something okay yeah. you can't expect your bridal party to bring mm-hmm. you a gift when they're mm-hmm. already celebrating you yeah. with other events mm-hmm. in your life yeah yeah mm-hmm. so like i said it, has, That's good. it just has to be reasonable mm-hmm. the yeah. next question is do your bridesmaid and groomsmen pay for their own dresses and suit i feel like we had our bridesmaids mm-hmm. and groomsmen pay for their own items mm-hmm. um but for me personally, I think looking back, I think it would have been nicer to just have paid for it. Mm-hmm. But we were in college. We're yeah. not financially stable money. at all. Mm-hmm. If we did it later in life, I think that's what something Andrew and I would have done differently. Because mm-hmm. I think traditionally you do buy your bridal party, their mm-hmm. um, dress and their suit. But weddings are getting more and more expensive. So I can understand why your bridal party should pay for their own. But at the same time, they're already spending a lot of money to like celebrate you throughout Mm -hmm. the engagement process. So I think for me, if I look back, I would change it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Similar similar to Stephanie, um, our bridal party paid for their own um, attire. Mm -hmm. So the bridesmaid paid for the dresses, like I mentioned earlier. And then the groomsmen also paid for their um, outfits. Um, And I think think this is a very hard um, topic. Yeah. um, Because I think like... Like Stephanie said, weddings are so expensive, mm-hmm. so it's like, like you got to pick and choose mm-hmm. what you want and what you don't want to pay for, you yeah. know. And um, honestly, like I, I don't think I have an answer to this. More like, I feel like, and I don't want to say like, oh, you're part of the bridal party, you should be honored. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, like they picked you, you should be like happy and spend mm-hmm. money on them like that's not what i'm trying to say yeah but also i think it's like you 
if you are chosen to be part of a bridal party, that means like you have a a deep relationship with them yeah. and like you care for them. Mm-hmm. And so out of you as so a caring person for them, you want to support them. Mm-hmm. And so I think the least you can do yeah. is purchase your attire since one you're keeping it like mm-hmm. they're not like they're not like hey yeah uh, give me that dress right that I, <laughs> that I paid for yeah you yeah. know and so I think there's like that layer to it um but then there's also the layer of like not everyone sees the bridal party like being a part of the bridal party that way mm-hmm. you know like oh like I just want to shower you guys because I'm so happy I'm willing to like buy the fit you know right so I think it, it really depends um and I think just like um choosing who is on your bridal party wisely yeah in the sense that like you want people who are for you um but again people who are for you may think differently you know once so I, the wedding comes around yeah yeah so I think it's just like hard because I feel like Weddings cost so much. If I'm part of a wedding party, like I want to be able to at least bless the couple by saying, hey, you know, I got it. Mm -hmm. I could pay for the outfit, you know. Right. Um, But not everyone is financially able to Mm -hmm. and not everyone is there with me, you know, in my thought process. So, yeah. And I also think, too, like if you are financially able as a couple to To purchase, purchase, then why not, you know. Mm -hmm. But if you're not, which I feel like. We weren't. No. Because we were. (laughs) We were fresh out of college. (laughs) Yeah, you know. Um, So I think there's, like, layers to it that you just have to, like, think through. Mm -hmm. And, like, in in this whole process, you just have to love, like, everyone. Yeah. You know? So that's kind of how I feel about that Mm -hmm. question. Yeah, and it's also hard because if you're in the bridal party, like, you actually can choose to say no. Mm -hmm. It won't hurt anyone's feelings, especially if you're, like, financially struggling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think that... As a bride, I don't think that you should take offense to it if anyone says no to being a bridal party Mm -hmm. if they're financially not able to meet it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and we must say that being part of a bridal party is expensive. Yes. And it's a lot of work, Mm -hmm. you know? So, like... If you get asked, like, yes, it's really exciting, but also think about how can much, you, yeah, yeah can, can you do it, mm-hmm. you know? Do you have the money? Do you have the time? Yep. You know, because you have to throw, like, parties and you have to buy stuff. You have to communicate with the other mm-hmm. bridesmaids. Mm-hmm. And if that's something that you know you can't handle during wherever you're at in your mm-hmm. life, then it's okay to say no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And as a bride or a groom. Yeah. If or, you don't understand... Yeah. You're being a bridezilla. <laughs> <laughs> or a groomzilla. A groomzilla. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, the next question. Looking back at your wedding, would you have would you change um would you have changed some people in your wedding party? Um so I think I kind of talked about this earlier with my response to the um last question. I think um when you choose your bridal party, you should choose people who are for you. People who are excited for you, people who you're close to, people who you are um, close with. And that kind of um, um, kind of gives you an easy, easier playing field where you know these people. You're able to call out things if you um, feel uncomfortable, you know, like if they're not happy with something that you said, you can say something. Um 
So I would I would say that. Um, I think realizing though, as the bride or groom, um, that not everyone again um, may feel the way that Lynn feels about hey, like I'm so excited about you guys getting married. I am willing to pay X, Y, and Z. You know. And so, like, realizing that everyone's in a different stage of their life and they may not be able to support you exactly in the way that you want to be supported. So also, with that in mind, being able to meet them in the middle. Um, um, Agreed. But I, I, honestly, I wouldn't change who was in my bridal party. I think, like, for me, it was just, like, I wish I was more un- understanding of other people's circumstances but at the same time, I also wish that, like, like the whole dress situation, like, um, that, I don't know, like, maybe we met in the middle or, like, maybe, I don't know, like, did it really need to, I don't know, like, did it need to happen? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah. It was just, yeah. One of those things where you just think about, you're like, hmm, was it an issue yeah, mm-hmm. for you personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. For me, my wedding party was just my sister. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was just all four of my sisters. And I obviously wouldn't change it because I think that was like one of the best wedding decisions I chose. I decided and made um, because your family, they know you better. Okay. If you're close to your sisters, like I'm close to my sisters, so they know me better. And mm-hmm. because it was a smaller bridal party, it was less stressful. I didn't mix friends and sisters. And I think that would have been more stressful because mm-hmm. then the communication would have been harder where it's like, hey, are you free to talk? Are you guys not free to talk? What day works better for you? You know, mm-hmm. when can we have the bridal party? Yeah. And, and then it becomes more like you're working against other people's schedule. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know people love that big bridal party thing. Mm -hmm. But as someone who's in the wedding industry, okay, Mm -hmm. I've had a long time of being in the (laughs) wedding industry, you guys. Mm -hmm. I should have said that in the beginning. Oh, yeah. For me, I know, I forgot to. (laughs) I've I've been a photographer, videographer, a bridal stylist. I sold wedding dresses. And just being in all of this, just realizing that being having a big bridal party doesn't make your day better. Mm-hmm. It's like St. Lynn said, it's about who's in your wedding that mm-hmm. makes your day better. Mm-hmm. People who are for you and down for you. So um, for me, it was just my sisters. And whether it was one or none, it would have been fine. Mm-hmm. I also think bridal party is not having a... Like, it's changing. Mm-hmm. Like, some people are not having bridal parties at all. Mm-hmm. And I think that's totally okay because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's not really about them. Yeah. It's about mm-hmm. you yeah. and your spouse or mm-hmm. your wife-to-be. And you don't have to have a wedding party if you don't mm-hmm. want to. Yeah. No, like, that's good. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you can, like, be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's your wedding, so you make that decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just had my sisters, and it was very simple and yeah. easy not mixing things and making sure that it was less stressful as possible for Mm -hmm. like the whole bridal party. Obviously, Andrew had groomsmen from all over the world (laughs) and that was stressful Yeah, (laughs) because Mm -hmm. it wasn't just his brothers, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, I think that's what made it very stressful. Mm -hmm. So that is our answer. Um, The next question is, 
we're gonna go more based on wedding planning right now. These are wedding planning questions you guys ask. Are you a small intimate wedding or a big and glorious wedding? Do you want me to go first? Um, sure. <laughs> I'm just thinking. Yeah. Like. Okay, I said, okay, I was thinking about this question and I'm like, internally, I'm a big and glorious uh-huh. wedding person. Uh-huh. But externally, I'm a small, inti- I had a small intimate, I don't, I wouldn't say small because a hundred and I don't know, 140, mm-hmm. 50 people came. That was not a small intimate wedding. But mm-hmm. I think externally, a small wedding because, you know, financially, like mm-hmm. if I can choose without money in the picture, of course, I would have a big and glorious yeah. wedding. Mm-hmm. But then with money, it's not mm-hmm. going to actually really happen. But paying for your food. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, mm-hmm. I'm like this question, like, are you saying like in a daydream or like in a reality? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dreaming wise, big and glorious. Yeah. <laughs> Reality small. Yeah. 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 I th- well, I was just thinking about how like if you guys went to my wedding, I feel like you guys would think it's big and glorious. Yeah. <laughs> but in my mind, I wanted it to be intimate. Mm. Uh, intimate in the sense of uh, guest count. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So Joe was more of a like I want to invite all my friends and family. Yeah. And I was like, no. I just want... I want to buy two people. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so that's what I mean by I would want an intimate wedding. Mm-hmm. But can can I say, like, I'm an intimate, glorious wedding? Right. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, my wedding was... If you have a small, intimate wedding, you have the money yeah. to mm-hmm. make it pretty. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I think that's my answer. Mm-hmm. I'm an intimate but glorious wedding where it's, like, very pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, in reality, I think I had like a medium sized wedding because we had like 200, like, well, our guest count or no, our guest list okay, yeah. was 200 people. Um, and then my wedding was expensive. So I guess you should consider it as a glorious yeah. wedding. Um, yeah. I would say it was a glorious wedding. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, but speaking of our weddings, talk about venues. How did we de- or how did you decide on your venue? What was your venue search like? My venue search, I did. Okay, I literally just went on Google and said venues near me, uh-huh. and kind of picked the style I wanted, mm-hmm. and then went from there. Mm-hmm. Um, booking and just checking mm-hmm. what I like, what I didn't. How like. many venues did you guys look at? Oof, I think Andrew and I, we did it to like 10. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. And they were all really expensive. And some of them were like up and coming venues. Mm-hmm. Um, They gave you like good deals. But Andrew and I were like, that's still so expensive. Yeah. We cannot afford this yeah. as college students. Mm-hmm. Um, but our venue, we decided on our venue because they literally gave us like 50 to 75% off everything mm-hmm. because since no one's going to do a winter wedding mm-hmm. and no one's going to do a winter wedding. So they're like, we need to make money. So we mm-hmm. need to do like give you guys the best deal so mm-hmm. that we actually have clients, mm-hmm. which makes sense. How, um, how long was your wedding planning? When did you guys start? And then when was your wedding? I feel like we got engaged for a year, but we didn't start planning until like half okay. of halfway through. Okay, so because six we were months? still yeah like six seven months because okay. we still kept looking mm-hmm. at venues. I don't think you can really plan until like you nail down a venue. Yeah, for sure. That's when you can pick the yeah finalize the date. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah. So Joe and I got engaged in 2015. Our wedding was in 2017. So 
It was almost a two-year engagement, y'all. It was intense. Anyways, um, and we'll talk about why I waited two years. Um, but uh, um, we started planning, like, I think right away mm-hmm. after I came back from Israel because I went to Israel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was kind of nice because, like, we knew that we weren't going to marry get married until 2017. So, like, venues are more open, you know? Oh, yeah. You know, like, oh, you have two years. Yeah, of course we're open, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, that was kind of um, the nice thing about waiting two years. Um, but I think the hardest thing about venue searching is, like, finding the style you want. Yeah. So uh, my encouragement is, as a couple, determine what's your, not theme, like, you, you don't need a wedding theme, but, like, your vibe, your aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Do you want it to be industrial? Do you want it to be farmhouse? Do you right. want it to be modern? You know, like, what is the look and feel that you're wanting? Mm-hmm. And then, like Stephanie said, then you can kind of, like, search, you know, like, venues, rustic venues mm-hmm. near me or, you know, something like that. And I think that's what I did. So, like, the theme, our initial theme was woodsy. Mm-hmm. So I just Googled woodsy venues in yeah. Minnesota and it came up with a lot of like a list of venues. And then I would just go through and figure out like, do I like this one based off of their website? Right. Um, and then I think we visited like maybe like four or five. Um, and I think maybe not even four or five, maybe it was just like three or four. Uh, <laughs> but as soon as we walked into the venue that we had our wedding at, I was like, yep, this is, this is the place. This is where we're getting married. And like, for me, it was just like a, this is it. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't care how much it is. Yeah. This is the place. Okay. And you guys, it was in Brainerd. So Steph and I live in the Twin Cities Mm -hmm. of uh, Minnesota. So Brainerd is about like two hours away. Yes. So y'all, we made our guests drive two hours to our wedding. Okay. But it was a bomb location. (laughs) I would do it all over again Mm -hmm. because it's just so beautiful. Um, Yeah. So that's like venue looking. It was really hard because it's so expensive. And some places they require you to like uh, do food through them Mm -hmm. too. So like um, prices would be like, oh, like the venue is this price. But then you also need to think about the food. So that's like tack another $4,000 on top of that. And then um, drinks. And mm-hmm. then you have to have a hit a minimum. Yes. Based on your venue. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it it can kind of pile up. Um, so it's kind of nice when you find venues where they don't require you to go through their food vendor. Then you can find a food vendor who you like, who matches your, um, your budget. Um, right. So that was kind of the struggle for us is like, okay. Oh, oh also like venues, like they have like, times yeah so it's like oh like you can only be here from nine to midnight and it's like well i need to be here at 6 a.m to get ready or you know like Mm -hmm. depending on what your schedule is so you have to be mindful of that too and so all that to say like venues is so important because like stephanie said it's what you need to lock in before everything else falls into place right um so if anything, our advice is to look for a venue first. Yes. Mm-hmm. Look for a venue, figure out what you like and what you don't like. And if you don't know what you like or you don't like, just look at venues in general and then you kind of mm-hmm. can tell like, mm-hmm. I do not want my pictures taken here. Yeah. yeah. Or Pinterest. Yeah. I mean, Pinterest could be like a very dark place. It can <laughs> be. <laughs> but also just be like wedding venues and then gives you visuals 
um, of what you do like yeah, mm-hmm. and what you don't like so yep. that you could be like, oh, no, I hate this. Yeah. Wow, I really like this. You know, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then your next question you guys ask is people say invite for money back. Do you agree? More people, the more people you invite, more gifts and money you get. Yeah. I mean, this makes sense. I mean, I understand where p- people are coming from, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, the more people you invite, the more money you get. But but it's not about the money. Mm-hmm. Honestly, your wedding day is about you and your partner. Right. And the new next step that you guys are taking. Um, if you want it to be about money, okay, go ahead. <laughs> like, that's fine. We're not here to tell you what you should and shouldn't right. do. <laughs> but from... From experience. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And, and, like, honestly, you're paying for these people to be at your wedding. Right. You know, you're paying for their food, um, you know, and whatever else that may come with that. So it's kind of like you kind of lose some of that money that we're talking about mm-hmm. here um, by having them come. Right. And like, honestly, your wedding day goes so fast. Sometimes you don't remember who was there. Right. So why, why do you why need to do you invite so many people? Yeah. yeah. I guess it depends on the number. Uh, whoever's asking this question, like, give us a number. Like, if you're saying like Lynn had 200, I only have 150. And if you think about like three to 400 people, the amount of money you lose and the mm-hmm. space and the capacity if you're oh, you looking to find a big venue, yes, you have to find mm-hmm. a big venue that does cost a lot more. Mm-hmm. And like Lynn said, it's not about the money. Um, I personally would just say don't invite people to your wedding for the money because you lose more than you will gain. Yeah, and yeah. we 150 to 200 people that's already a lot of people, that's a lot of guests. Mm-hmm. And people should be there to celebrate your love because they know who you guys are mm-hmm. as a couple. And uh, in my opinion, you don't have to agree with me. <laughs> I don't think that you can expect gift and monetary mm-hmm. items. Yeah. Um, because That's there's really, really no rule that someone should give you mm-hmm. um, a present mandatory. Mm-hmm. I think it's a generous blessing for the start of your marriage if mm-hmm. someone gives you guys items. Yeah. And you have to look around your group of your guest list. You have to look at your guest list. Are your guest list rich people? Okay, <laughs> if you're a rich person, okay, invite all the rich yeah. people you know because you will get that money back. Yeah. Because they got uh-huh. money to give mm-hmm. you. But if you're someone who is like, no, I'm just in my mid-30s or like I'm in my late 20s and, you know, I have friends that are struggling, my family's struggling, but I want to invite people because I want money, that's not guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. I don't want you to go through this wedding thinking that and you lose so much more money. Yeah. That's what we're saying is mm-hmm. that we don't want you to look back and be like, why did I do that? I lost so much more mm-hmm. money than I gained. And this is just something we don't want you to regret. Yeah. That's why we're saying this. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. putting you down or making you feel like this isn't what you want to do. But if that's what you want to do, you go ahead and yeah. let us know if it worked. Yeah. We want to invite those people to our next wedding. Yeah. <laughs> yes yes our vow renewal (laughs) (laughs) yes um so we're gonna jump into vendors and talking about vendors because you guys had questions about vendors um this question was specifically for me i guess um who did your makeup and hair um so when it comes to vendors let me tell you everything costs money Mm -hmm. so you gotta pick and choose your battles which one do you want to spend more money on and which one do you want to not spend as much money on or you don't even need, you know? Um, for my makeup, honestly, 
I, at the time, don't really wear makeup. Um, I, I think I started wearing makeup because of my wedding. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or planning for my wedding. Um, and even now, if you know me, I'm a very minimal makeup person. Like, I'm, I'm what you call the no makeup makeup look girl because that's just my vibe, you know? Right. Um, and so I actually had a really good friend, uh, Stacy, do my makeup. Um, and um, I, I paid her like a... I can't think of the word. Like, I paid her, but she didn't have, like, a... I don't think she had, like, a, oh, this is my cost. Right. Like, she doesn't do it professionally. It was just more, like, a hobby for her. Mm-hmm. And I've I've seen her do makeup on other people, so I was like, oh, I like your style. Right. You know, would you be uh, willing to do my makeup? And we did, like, a few test trials, and it turned out really great. And I loved... She, like, she literally did my makeup so well on my wedding day. So, yeah, I was a friend who did my makeup and then it was also a friend who did my hair um and we did trials too um and I think I also gifted some financial like a financial gift to Mm -hmm. my friend too with hair um but it just wasn't like a oh two thousand dollars because your hairstylist you know kind of thing it's more like hey you're my friend and like thank you for Mm -hmm. saying yes to just do my hair um and we did a few trials. I showed her what I wanted. Um, and then she came in the day of my wedding to do my hair. Um, oh, and my friend Kabao. My friend Kabao did my hair. Um, and so, yeah, it was just people who were friends who I felt like had giftings that they could help me with if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. They said yes. And so, yeah, that's who did my hair makeup on my wedding Do you day. feel like as someone who had friends do it, it- like you should give them yeah something yeah, yeah i think so i think just as a thank you like mm-hmm. even if it's just like a hundred dollars or a gift card somewhere it's like hey you came out early because they were invited to our wedding anyways but it's like hey you came out early to like help, help me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and like it also made my like wedding day a lot more fun because it's like oh more friends are here right and they're getting me ready for my wedding day so i really like that um so yeah yeah I agree with Lynn I think that if you have friends who are in the wedding industry Mm -hmm. or just enjoys doing things like makeup and hair Mm -hmm. it is important to respect their time Mm -hmm. and what they do and I say that from someone who has been in the wedding industry (laughs) yes yes (laughs) that it takes a lot of time shout out to Stephanie she was my videographer and my bridesmaid you guys Um, yeah don't do that. <laughs> but she did it for me. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was like, oh, I totally forgot I did mm-hmm. that. So I watch the video every year. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Our yes. next question is, what were your top five non-negotiable must-have in a wedding? Mm. It was hard to come up with five. Me too. <laughs> I just said, um, I didn't mind the winter, so snow was non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like you had to have snow? or Yeah, it had to snow that day. Mm-hmm. Andrew was like, it's not going to snow. I'm like, watch it snow the next morning. And it was like fluffy Mm -hmm. snow. Um, I also say like a photographer. Um, And then me and Lynn both said photographer dress in the venue. Mm -hmm. I And then the other thing on my list was flowers and honeymoon. Um, Yeah, I spent a lot of money on my flowers. Um, And you guys asked about this, but... I also, I said honeymoon because to me, the wedding planning process should include your honeymoon because that's what 
I felt like mm-hmm. it should include. So like as we were planning for a wedding, we were also saving for our honeymoon. Um, and that was like a priority. Like I wanted to get away. <laughs> yes. I wanted my honeymoon to happen <laughs> right after my wedding. And so that was a priority for me. Um, going back to flowers and you guys had asked, like, can we talk about flowers? Where did we buy our flowers from? Um, was it, what's the cheapest expensive worth? Um, so for me, guys, I love flowers Mm -hmm. and that was my non-negotiable. Like it needed to be real, like flowers. Mm -hmm. And so I actually hired a florist that cost $5,000 that's a lot of money. Okay, you guys, that's a lot of money. But that was something that Joe and I talked about. And I was like, hey, I really, really want this. Like, this is the thing that I need in our wedding so that it can be what I envision it to be. Um, And we both talked about it. And we both were like, okay, like, this is your non-negotiable. Let's do it. You know, so like, I spent a lot of money. We spent a lot of money on our florist, you know, and um. Some of you might be listening to me like, dang, girl, you're crazy. But it was my wedding, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it, and it was part. It was one of my non, non, non-negotiable. But I know people who have other thoughts about uh, florals, mm-hmm. you know. they do Like my sister did uh, fake flowers, and she did DIY for all of her stuff. Mm-hmm. Her bouquets for the bridesmaid, her own bouquet. So I really think it's about you right. and what you want as the bride and groom. Do you guys want it to be real? Do you care? Some people like bulk buy uh, uh, flowers from Sam's Club Mm -hmm. and they just like put it all together. Yeah. And that works great too. Mm -hmm. There is no right or wrong on how you decide which way you want to go with your flowers. Just know that everything costs money. It could be little money. It could be a lot of money. And it's just like deciding what is your priority, which one do you want for yourself? Yeah. I agree with Lynn. It, it's just at the end of the day, is it valuable to you? Yeah. You know, um, I fortunately, my wedding venue had flowers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So we didn't actually purchase any decoration because they've had decorations from previous weddings and Andrew and I just yeah, reused their awesome. stuff, mm-hmm. which saved a ton of mm-hmm. money. So if you want a venue, most venues that are pretty much in farm or... I don't know. I would. I don't even know what to call ours, because it was just like literally a room. It kind of had like a farmhouse yeah. feel, but it, it was, was like a, a modern. It was a mar- <laughs> yeah. modern farmhouse. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think like they have a lot of decorations that get left behind, and mm-hmm. um, yeah. So at the end of the day, is flowers valuable to you in your wedding, or is it not? Mm-hmm. You know, it's up to mm-hmm. you. Yeah, and flowers die, and you don't get to keep them. And there is, there's no cheap flowers. Yeah. So you just pick and choose what you mm-hmm. want, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Flowers are just really expensive in general. Yeah, for sure. Um, now we're going to talk about wedding memories, if Stephanie and I remember. <laughs> <laughs> you guys asked about our wedding, so let's see what we remember. First question, what was your favorite moment, or what were your favorite moments at your wedding? Yeah, uh, I said mine was probably my first dance with Andrew. Yeah. Because I never went to any dance. I didn't even go to prom. Oh, wow. So I told Andrew, I was like, you know, like, you were like my first dance. Yeah, that's and, so cute. And Andrew's like, I'm going to seven proms. And I'm like, ah, you. I was he's like, ugly. What? I said, you hoe. 
<laughs> dead. Um, yeah, and then Saito, I'm like, I, I think you're like the first person I dance to. Oh, because, so you know, even at, we're not going to throw names. We're going to throw someone under the bus. <laughs> at my brother's wedding, Michael's mm-hmm. wedding, um, even my ex didn't want to dance. Because mm-hmm. he said it was a sin. Wow. And so, yeah. I'm glad I didn't dance with him. Because <laughs> I'm like, that was sin. I sinned on my wedding day. <laughs> my favorite moment at my wedding was our first look. Um, so, it was just... Like, Joe and I didn't see each other the whole day, which is traditionally what the first look is. You know, you don't see each other until the first look. And it was just so special because it was like, the moment is here. Mm -hmm. I finally get to be where I've been waiting Mm -hmm. because we planned it for two years. You know, we've been planning it for two years. Finally, it's here. Um, And I posted a photo on my Instagram, actually, just recently, yesterday, uh, of our first look. And I was just like, so emotional and it was just so special because it's like oh my gosh we did it you know like people didn't think we could do it people were judging us of the way we were planning you know um but here we are and Mm. we are getting married and it's so beautiful and I'm so excited and that was just like my most favorite moment that moment was so emotional yeah I remember everyone cried yeah yeah I remember mm-hmm. you crying, Joe crying, me crying, yeah. and then Rachel crying. Yeah. Because <laughs> we were just like, oh my gosh. I think it was yeah. also a moment of like, we knew how long Lynn planned her wedding. Mm-hmm. And we're like, we've been holding this dress for a year and a half. Like, it's finally yes. revealed. Seriously. Yes. I think that's why it was so, emo- like, so much emotion mm-hmm. was built up because we were like, Lynn can finally reveal her dress. Lynn's yeah. finally getting married. Yeah. Like, we've been waiting for this mm-hmm. day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. The next question you guys asked was, what went wrong during the wedding? (laughs) So at our wedding, this is the one moment I can think of. It was during our ceremony where we were doing the unity candles. Oh, yeah. So that's where, like, there's two candles that our our moms light up. And then we, like, grab it and we then light one candle together. And um, so we got up there to do that. And there is a bumblebee or a bee, whatever, on Joe's candle. And the thing about Joe is he's terrified of bees. So he saw it and he was just like, I touch it. Yeah, I'm not touching it. I'm not doing this unity thing. <laughs> you know, like, uh. Everyone's like, is he saying no? <laughs> yeah, you know. And so I'm like looking at him like, hello, like, we need to grab the candles. And then so- like, let's chase fun. <laughs> Actually, I wouldn't have traded with that. <laughs> so that was like um, a moment where it was like, it could have gone wrong. But actually, Joe's best man <laughs> saw that Joe was panicking. And so he actually went over to the bee. And like I think he just like grabbed the bee with his handkerchief and saved oh the day. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And so then we were able it to... It was Toil, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And Props so, to Toil. Yes, for real. Because <laughs> if Toil didn't do that, we... I think the wedding would have paused and we would have yeah. just been like, oh, we're just going to wait for this bee to go away. <laughs> we're still rethinking. We want to be united. <laughs> so that was us. Oh, my God. What about so you? Funny. Um, okay. The only thing I could remember from the wedding that went wrong was the iPod died because it was so cold outside from the winter. And What's an iPod? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I think Tor did our iPod too. Oh, really? Oh, shout out to Tor. Yes. 
And um, he was supposed to cue the music at the end, but he was like, it died. And then, oh, no. okay, but I feel like everyone was just like, yay. <laughs> and we're like, yep, that made mm. it. And Andrew's like, you know, when I think about it, it's like, oh, nobody was like, oh, that's awkward. Everyone mm-hmm. was just like, it doesn't matter. Let's just, you're married. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that was the only moment I remember that went wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, then now we're going to head into some wedding advice and that you guys ask us. Hopefully, we can give you the best we could. Um, the first question you guys ask is, would you elope instead? No. <laughs> but but that's just because I want an intimate, glorious wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think elopement, if that's for you, great. Um, but, like, that's just not something that's for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No. Yeah, I wrote, that was my first choice. <laughs> no, I think that it wasn't my first choice in a sense. Like, I was having a lot of, um, my parents were having a lot of issues mm. with me and Andrew getting married because we're, mm. it's interracial. I'm not marrying a Hmong guy, as we have said in our previous episode about being Hmong American girls. And so I felt like in, like, if I look back at it, that was literally part of my first choice to do, but mm-hmm. it's not a good decision to do if your family, if you're close to your family, if you value family. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we, yeah, really decide not to do that. Yeah, and don't make it a choice out of fear for mm-hmm. something. You know, I'm really glad that you didn't make it your choice because you're yeah. afraid of the tension with your parents. Right. You mm-hmm. know, so I think that would have added more fire to the field. Mm-hmm. Instead, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I value mm-hmm. my family, so I don't want them to. Yeah like feel like they were not part of our wedding Mm -hmm. yeah the next question was how did you save the most money in the process but still have your dream wedding um and i talked about this earlier um joe and i um waited two years for a wedding day and the reason why was because of finances so when we got engaged i really wanted to get married in 2016 actually so joe and i started talking about that And, like, that was my goal. I wanted to get married a year later. But then Joe sat me down. He's like, here's the deal. You want your bomb wedding, and it cannot happen unless we wait another year. And at the time, I don't think Joe had a job yet. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, I think he was looking for a job. So he didn't have a job. And I just graduated college. No, 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 no. I was still, because I graduated in 2016. So I was still in school. You wanted to get married right after graduation, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, yep. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Joe was just like, hey, what you want is unrealistic. And it was really hard for me. I think it was, I think I remember like being upset because I was like, I don't want to be those people who wait forever to get married. Like, what's the point of being engaged? You know, then Mm -hmm. we should have just like waited to be engaged, you know. And that was me speaking out of my selfishness, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, but looking back at it now, I'm like, wow, what a wise decision. What a wise thing for Joe to say, to be like, hey, you know what? We can do our wedding. We can do our intimate, glorious wedding, but we have to wait for it, you know? And so I think when it comes to saving the most money is like identifying how much time you need to mm-hmm. save up that money. Um but also understanding that, like, hey, there may be things you need cut out of your life. Like that $5 coffee that you have every single day, 
maybe maybe don't do it anymore mm-hmm. so that you could instead do five dollars every day for your wedding planning you know mm-hmm. so i think there's that too of like budgeting being smart uh canceling out things that you don't need so that you can in a sense have your wedding sooner for us it was just waiting a longer time to have your wedding yeah i like Lynn said, you know, you have to value what's important, cut things out that doesn't really truly matter. Um, obviously, you just pick your fine non-negotiable like we mm-hmm. did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then it will make everything else fall easily. Mm-hmm. But having money in the process, it takes time, like Lynn said. Yeah. And you, if you want a really glorious wedding, you have to save up for it. Mm-hmm. You can't just think that like, well, if I wait in two years, I'll have it. It's more like... In two years, am I going to save the money Mm -hmm. for it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, that's really good. Mm -hmm. The next Mm -hmm. question you guys ask is, what is one thing you wish you could have done better? Or what is one thing you would have changed? Yeah. For me, um, I totally forgot that we had, like, kids on our guest list. (laughs) So, like, we didn't have a kid's menu. We just had, like, the adult menu where it's, like, the chicken plate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, like, you know, kids, they don't eat like oven baked chicken with tomato sauce Mm -hmm. and green beans so I think that was one thing that I regretted is like oh I totally forgot like it wasn't even something that I didn't want Mm -hmm. it was just I forgot to be like oh right because you've never been a bride Mm -hmm. before Mm -hmm. you don't know yeah what you didn't do yeah right Mm -hmm. yeah so I wish I had like chicken tenders and fries for kids um but you know yeah, I said that I feel like if I could change one thing, it would probably, I would have hired a bomb DJ because I think that was super important to Andrew <laughs> and I. We're like, reception is always our favorite part. And I would have changed my schedule to be way more relaxed, you mm-hmm. guys. I would not have woke up at 7 a.m. But then mm-hmm. again, my wedding was in the winter, so the sun was mm-hmm. going down sooner. But at the same time, I'm like, I wish I had a more relaxed schedule. I did not get up early and get dressed because that was not really worth it in my opinion um we had a lot of downtime and I was like oh like I was going my schedule based on like other weddings that Andrew mm-hmm. and I have uh, participated in and now looking back we're like we should just been more chill about mm-hmm. the whole schedule mm-hmm. and then lastly I would have just had a better photo booth and probably changed the wedding date because my wedding date was right after New Year's. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's so close to other holidays. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. I would have done like a February winter wedding or something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, y- your next question was, did you regret having your wedding? Um, I think if we regret it, we would not be married anymore. Mm. But so, no, I don't think I regret my wedding. Mm. I regret certain things about how we planned the wedding, mm-hmm. you know, how we yeah. did the wedding, but yeah. not the wedding at all yeah. itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's really good. I definitely do not regret having our wedding. I I loved our wedding. I think it was beautiful. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's a special day in my heart. Um, and sure, it costs a lot of money. And sure, there are things I regret, but I would never, like, regret our, my wedding. Right. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, your next question you guys asked was, do you think marriage counseling helps throughout your relationship as husband and wife? Um, so Joe and I did uh, marriage counseling, pre-marriage. Premarital? Premarital, premarital counseling. counseling yeah. Not marriage counseling. 
because I think those are two different things. Yes. <laughs> so I don't know if you're asking about premarital counseling or if you're asking about marriage counseling, whoever asked this question. We'll talk about both. Um, but premarital counseling, we did. Um, and I think I thought it was good because it was just like they had asked us questions that we didn't think about like and highlighted things like how did you grow up differently mm-hmm. between you and your partner and how and knowing that that is going to affect your relationship, you know, because, yeah, like you've been you've been together for whatever amount you've been, but like you've never lived with this person. Or you've never really truly known your partner until you get married and you like spend every single day with them. And you're like, wow, this is how you do the dishes. Wow, this is how you sleep. Wow, this is yeah. how you like do your life. Like their upbringing really truly influences them, you mm-hmm. know. And like same with you. And so when you take two people who have different upbringings together, it's there's going to be some clash, some tug and pull. And so I think that's what premarital counseling kind of taught me is like there's going to be some struggles in our marriage. But um, we're preparing for it, you Mm -hmm. know, and we're saying, yes, like, even though there's going to be some struggles, we're going to do it together. Um, So that's premarital counseling. Marriage counseling, I feel like I I haven't done. We haven't done. So Mm -hmm. I guess I can't really speak. Right. I feel like I can't really speak for that either. But personal counseling, I feel like it if it helped me as an individual, Mm -hmm. it would definitely help you as a couple if Mm -hmm. you decide to go through marriage counseling. Mm -hmm. And like Lynn said, with premarital premarital counseling i don't remember if andrew and i did like a long session i think we did like a few sessions yeah i think you guys did a few. yeah we did a few sessions with our pastor mm-hmm. and he kind of just it was more in a sense because andrew and i were struggling a lot with our my parents accepting mm-hmm. the fact that we were getting married and mm-hmm. we're dating that that was what more the focus was is how do we respect advocate for ourselves, respect our parents um opinion and their thoughts so that's kind of what we did and i think that like if you live together because lynn and i come from a background of like we did not live with our significant other Mm -hmm. before getting married and if you live together i think that getting premarital counseling is still good Mm -hmm. even if you're not going to have that lifestyle struggle you may have internal struggles or your Mm -hmm. or your significant other might be having internal struggles that's Mm -hmm. hard for them to Mm -hmm. um communicate with you yeah and i just want to call out that like counseling and therapy is not a bad thing yes it's really giving you the resources that you Mm -hmm. need so that when you encounter an issue you can tackle it together Mm -hmm. so that's what i think about counseling and therapy is like just because you do it does not mean that something's wrong with you yes it means you're just preparing yourself Mm -hmm. and you're getting ready in case something happens you already know how to tackle it yeah Mm -hmm. and i think that it's also a place of you wanting to be better and healthy mm-hmm. um if anything it benefits you more yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah um your next question was how did you pay for your wedding venue and all other expenses and i, th- I guess we kind of talked about this yeah um just save up yeah make sure be you, smart yeah be smart with all your spendy decisions mm-hmm. the next question you guys ask is where did you start planning for the wedding and i kind of went off on this saying that like you know, it starts off with the venue, but before the venue, choose a season. Mm-hmm. What season do you like um, mm-hmm. and that you want to get married in? And then think about dates within that season. Like if you want summer, obviously it'd be in the upper Midwest. It'd be June to August. Mm-hmm. If you want more like winter, 
with December to February. Making those decisions, starting off with that, will really help you determine your venue as well. And that will actually help you determine your date. Because when you go search for a venue, they will most likely ask you, what time frame are you mm-hmm. looking at? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with Stephanie. Like, um, figuring out when, like, you ballpark of when you want your wedding season mm-hmm. and then find a venue. And when you find a venue that you like, you can solidify a date. Once you solidify a date, everything else kind of, like, comes into it, you know, like right. food, um, wedding photographers because you your photographer isn't gonna book you unless they know when your wedding is you know um and that's everyone else like no vendor is gonna book you when you don't know your wedding date yeah Mm -hmm. so the wedding venue is very important in getting that locked in first yep that's i would say that's where you should start planning Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um for a wedding yeah um so the next question is if you were to get married again, which we will not, um, <laughs> which would you still wear the same dress or a different one? Let's let's say the question is for a wedding uh, vow renewal or yeah. whatever. <laughs> okay, if you're asking for um, a vow renewal, I feel like I would choose a different one. I would go something more simple mm-hmm. and like elegant. I okay working in the wet in the bridal industry like do, selling bridal dresses. I really found my style is more simple. Oh really? Yeah, because wow. mm. I tried a lot of them and I was like, I actually really like the simple look. Mm-hmm. The thing being petite, mm. too much fabric can make mm. you look more like heavy. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So I think that's why I decided like, oh, I would do something more simple and flowy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cute. Um. Honestly, I don't really think about this because I feel like I it's don't another know. expense. <laughs> yeah, it's another expense, and like I can't even fit in my wedding dress anymore. So, <laughs> girl, me too. <laughs> um, but honestly, I think I would like to just wear my same dress again because I'm kind of like, um, like it just means so much to me. Like you're nostalgic. Yeah, yeah. and it just like brings back the memories. And if I could fit in my dress again, I would probably wear it every single year. Like mm-hmm. on my anniversary, I'd be like, oh. Look at my wedding dress, but I can't. I can't even do that. Like so, one day we both will be able to fit our wedding dress. Yes. Yeah. Um. So hope that answers the question. Yeah. Hopefully that answers it. Okay. Your last question was, um, honeymoon right after the wedding. Um, I talked about this earlier, but for me, my priority was for sure. Like I wanted to have a honeymoon after the wedding, and the reason why is because in my mind, I uh, I felt like that's the only time. I could make it happen mm-hmm. because I didn't have like a a stable consistent like I had a stable job but it was like I like I, I was a barista a manager mm-hmm. and so it wasn't very ideal to be like oh I'm gonna take time off from a wedding and then also take time off later for my honeymoon it made more sense to be like oh I'm gonna take time off from my wedding and my honeymoon get it done mm-hmm. okay you know and I also think in my mind um like it, it's just it sets a good start for you as a couple. Just be like, okay, we're married now. Let's go spend time together, right. you know. Um, before reality hits, you know. Um, but again, that really depends on you and your like financial, um, your finances and like where you're at with that. How how long did you guys wait? Right after the wedding, it was a couple of days, right? I think we waited just one day. One day. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
And then Lynn and Joe went to Seattle. Yep, we went yep. to Seattle. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like bad and bougie. Um, or big and bougie. Big, <laughs> big and bougie. <laughs> um, it was just like, oh, like I've never been there. Let's go there. Mm-hmm. And so it, the cost of a honeymoon wasn't as much as yeah. like, let's say you really wanted to go to Hawaii or yeah. Cancun or international yeah yeah you know like tokyo you know then it's like okay like can you afford that Mm -hmm. and your wedding right and like the thing is joe and i knew that we couldn't afford that because we both really wanted to go to italy yes but it was like dude the the plane tickets are already so expensive Mm -hmm. you know so that's when we were like okay we really want to go on our honeymoon but we need a downscale we need we need to find a a place that's a little bit more affordable Mm -hmm. so that's kind of like I prioritized, we prioritized our honeymoon, but we also were realistic in the choice. No, I feel like for me, I didn't have my honeymoon right after the wedding because obviously it was winter, should have went. (laughs) But like Lynn said, it was not in our financial means to do Mm -hmm. that. And Andrew and I knew we wanted to go to Italy. Mm -hmm. So we were like, let's just wait it out. Mm -hmm. Which in hindsight, it was a really good decision because my family went through a house fire like mm-hmm. a month later. Mm-hmm. And so we just kind of waited out maybe a year, mm-hmm. a year and a half. I don't remember. It was pretty long. It wasn't right after our wedding. Mm-hmm. But we did end up going to Italy. And that's kind of where the Hmong wedding came in. I had my Hmong wedding after my American wedding. Mm-hmm. I know people call it wedding, but we had to do two different things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... We realized that like, okay, we're going to have our Hmong wedding. That means we know we'll have the extra finance to go on this trip. We booked our ticket like months before Mm -hmm. our Hmong wedding, before we even knew we were having a Hmong wedding Mm because we're like, tickets are cheap. We got to go. It was just a random time that I looked on a Tuesday. Mm -hmm. I I like looking at flights for fun, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I was like... Oh my gosh, tickets were like $700 round trip. Mm -hmm. And so Andrew and I were like, this is like two tickets for the price of one. Mm -hmm. And that's when we decided to go. And then my parents, they were like, hey, we're going to do your mom wedding. And then we said, perfect. It's going to give us that extra finance to, you know, make sure our bills are covered and then be able to go on our honeymoon. And so we saved up for all of that. And uh, actually, my sister helped us pay I think she helped us pay for some of it too. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we were able to do that a year later. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like if your goal is to do like that expensive honeymoon Mm -hmm. um, that's out of budget, like do that instead. Wait, you know, it's all about your priority and what you're, what you're willing to wait for. Yes. It's not um, like, don't settle if you don't want to. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. You can wait. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so the, you guys had some more questions, but, um, and I'll, the questions were our thoughts on Hmong weddings and, um, our, our thoughts on the price dowry and what it means to us, you know, today, but what we'll say is listen to our last episode. Yes. Our last episode covers all of that. We go into being Hmong women, our Mm -hmm. culture, our thoughts on certain things in our culture. Mm -hmm. So if you want to know these answers... Go back and listen to them. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. Thank you guys for listening. And thank you guys so much for writing in. You guys can follow us at the Daily Gloss Podcast on Instagram and at Stephanie by Design for me. Or Lynn Falai in the show notes. (laughs) Everything's in the show notes. Yes. Yes. And also, we would like to say, follow us on all social... 
follow us on all um, platforms to listen mm-hmm. and give us a review yes. so that you guys can still continue to hear us. Yes. Thank you guys so much. Bye. Bye.